It's 2020. Well, not right now, it isn't. Shh. Brandon, how was your New Year's Eve in the past? Um, it was awesome. I'm glad I survived the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and what's left of my inflatable family are having a good time pulling around a donkey with pots and pans clanging on its back in this uh, dystopian hellscape we all now live in. But your podcast recording equipment made it out just fine, I see. Yeah, it, it made it out fine. I'm recording on the back of the donkey. I forgot all about the inflatable family. I'm going to have to start hammering that one home again. Uh-huh. That's Brandon over there. I'm Nick. We are the host and sidekick host of the Tennis Podcast, the show where every episode, one of us tries to guess the other's top 10 list. Mm-hmm. This is our first episode of 2020. I want to thank everyone real quick for giving us our best month yet in December. We broke a lot of our own records there, so thank you for listening. And it's especially, don't you think it's especially impressive considering we have such a shitty sidekick host on this show that really drags down the energy, the excitement, the <laughs> likability of the show. Considering that, we have a very steep, steep uphill battle to gain and maintain listeners. And despite that, we still manage to do okay. So, thank you for listening. I feel slighted in that. <laughs> No, you shouldn't feel slighted. It's not always about you, Brandon. Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Okay, what are we going to talk about today? The first... Oh, oh, actually, before you do that, this is episode 69. Yeah. Just wanted to uh, point that out. You don't have something funny to say there? Oh, you mean it's the goddamn sex number? Yeah, this should have been a sex topic today. It is a very sexy topic. Okay, let's hear it. When this episode airs, it will be three weeks after Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker has premiered. Three weeks from which moviegoers around the world can get their Star Wars fix, Mm. no longer have to worry about spoilers. So, heads up if you haven't seen it yet, we're going to talk about it because Nick and I saw Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker the night before we recorded this. We saw it together. Yeah, we saw it together. It was hard to pay attention with so much brain and butt in my hands at all times. (laughs) I think we have a similar take on the movie, which may come as a shock to some, but we're going to talk about my 12 problems with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. They're not listed in order. Your 12 problems. They're my 12 grievances with Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So, just to be clear, you did say there will be spoilers today, right? This is going to be spoiler central. Okay. We know you have 12 grievances, but overall, did you like or dislike the film? Overall, I disliked the film. After we walked out of the theater, Brandon told me he thinks it was worse than episode one, which is saying a lot. Because I thought episode one was bad. But coming out of episode one, I had a lot of questions about how the movie got made. But coming out of The Rise of Skywalker, I had a lot of questions about like, what did I see? Who allowed this to happen? Yeah. I know that hurts. Sometimes it hurts people's feelings when they find out someone didn't like something that they really like. And I can totally understand why people would have liked it. There's a lot of fun stuff in it, but it didn't hit the spot with me. The B spot. Didn't hit my B spot. Uh, well, why don't we, to, to make sure this episode is not all negative, we'll also shout out some things we like here and there too. I'll start out with something I like. The okay. tiny little droid hacker puppet, Babu Frick. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't realize that he was speaking something close to English or basic in the Star Wars universe. I didn't, it was like maybe the third or fourth time he said something before I realized you could kind of understand him and I liked him. So, there you go. So, yeah. And why don't you, for the folks that may be newer to the show, why don't you summarize your Star Wars fandom credentials real quick? 
I have a Star Wars tattoo on my arm. <laughs> Would you consider Star Wars your favorite or one of your favorite pieces of like, like pop culture or something? Yeah, uh, pop culture. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Okay. You've seen every movie a million times. Yes. I've seen all the movies. I've, yeah. I know a lot of the sort of nerdy lore stuff, not everything. Nerdy boar stuff? Lore. Boar and lore, oh, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, but yeah, I'm into it. On the other side of the spectrum, you have myself. I have seen every Star Wars film. Some of them I have not seen in a very long time. I, I would consider myself a casual fan. I'm not obsessed with the films. I don't think about the films at all unless I'm sitting down watching it. But I do enjoy some of the movies. So There is one thing you think about in Star Wars because you still bring it up. All the time. Luke Skywalker. Drinking uh, the green milk out of the sea hag's teeth. I still am waiting for an explanation. Okay, so this is in The Last Jedi, Luke, uh, Ray finds Luke on whatever planet that is and they do a close-up shot of Luke aggressively s squeezing some green milk out of a sea hag's tit and then just greedily gulping it down and then there's a zoom in on his face. And I'm still waiting for someone at the Star Wars people uh -huh. to, to tell me the point. Why are we doing this? Other than to be silly and for the host of the Tennis Podcast to bring it up every few for episodes. The yeah, I don't, I don't get it. The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Do you want to just start guessing or do you want to give any more like overall thoughts on everything? Spr we'll, we'll sprinkle in some more positives throughout the way. Okay. So, again, this will probably be more enjoyable if you've seen the movie. I think it'll be still, I think it'll still be good if you haven't or if you don't give a rat's ass about Star Wars. Yeah. Because there's All some. Right. Okay. There's some fucking bizarre stuff that happened last night. Some very strange choices. Okay, let me start. Your 12 grievances in no particular order. No, uh, no one order. of my top grievances, mm -hmm. I want, I'm thinking you might share it, is I can count off the top of my head three deaths that ended up meaning nothing. There was the emperor who died and then inex inexplicably is just back at the beginning. He's back in like the first, you know, one of the first scenes. Yeah. It's almost like expected that you know why he's back or how he's back. And as far as I can, and you know, maybe we missed it. I haven't read a bunch of reviews or anything, but as far as I can tell, the only possible explanation was in a throwaway line about cloning like halfway through the movie. Yeah. Well, so let's stop there because you've, you kind of went a little bit yeah, broad okay. and you've hit on one already. Let me tell you two more, the other two deaths though. One was Chewbacca. You thought he died for, you know, a good 20 minutes and then he's back. It was even and shorter then than end, that. It was just a couple minutes. You didn't even get a chance to feel it before they're like, psych, there he is. Yeah. And by the end, the third death, Ray, the second she was implied to be dead, I knew for a fucking- She's not going to stay dead. I knew as much as I knew that I have two feet, I knew that she would be just fine and sure enough, she was. Also, they just spent the last movie showing that dead is dead in the Star Wars universe because Luke died and he became a ghost and he's not coming yeah, back. Yeah, now you can just be ghosts. Yeah, anyway. He was a ghost in this so one too hit, and so was Leia. You hit on one. All right, I'm sorry. And I'm going off here. Go ahead. It's the first one that I wrote down. It's not my top one but it is uh, the first one I wrote down. It's that the Emperor comes back out of fucking nowhere. It's the first line of the crawl. It's like, holy shit, death speaks. From beyond the grave, the emperor sends out like a warning message. And I leaned over to Brandon and I was like, because I haven't seen The Last Jedi since the theater when it first came out. And I was like, am I forgetting that they set that up in the last film? No. And no. But it's because they made this shit up as they went along and they didn't plan anything out. There was no foreshadowing. There was no hint. There's nothing. It was just, hey, surprise, the emperor is back. Yeah. It, he just came up out of nowhere. And I would be fine with the Emperor coming back, if it's done better, if there were clues or 
There was something in the previous two movies that hinted that this was part of the plan rather than just like a, oh shit, we got to do something here. We don't have a bad guy for the next movie. <laughs> they do though, Kylo Ren, but they fucked him up from minute one in this series. <laughs> And by the way, I don't know if this is another grievance. It's going to be hard to not just start ranting on this episode. That's okay. Another grievance I have is at the end, the emperor, you know, we've already established it's nonsensical that he's just back. Yeah. And then he begs Ray to kill him. Do it. For like five minutes. Do it. Do it. Strike me down. He begs her to do that it. That was another and one And then of she mine. won't do it. Yep. And then he comes back to life somehow. Uh-huh. That, that's, I hate it when, not just Star Wars, any film universe, it's a big complaint for me for superhero movies too. They just seem to make up the rules as they go in the movie, in the narrative structure. Yeah. So, I wrote that one down. Anyway, okay. So, she kills him and then nothing happens. That's the go 12th ahead. one I wrote down. That the Emperor wanted Rey to destroy him and she refused. Just like Luke refused to destroy the Emperor. But then when he was zapping every or zapping her with lightning and she put up uh-huh. another lightsaber, which how the fuck do you know, like just crossing the lightsabers is going to make the lightning bounce back and zap him. And also, if you make lightning come out of your hands, why the fuck would lightning also kill you? <laughs> anyway. And why not just slightly redirect the lightning yeah, like, or toward her legs or something? Move your head a little bit. Anyway, she zaps with the lightning and he disintegrates and dies which is what mm-hmm. he wanted her to do. And then after <laughs> he's dead, he doesn't take over his body, her body like he said he was going to uh-huh. do. He just fucks off like he was bluffing the whole time. Right. One of the best scenes in the prequels is when there's this um, sort of operatic underwater ballet thing going on. It's kind of cool to watch and Chancellor Palpatine is watching it and Anakin the Jedi Knight comes and joins him. And there's lots of good uh, prequel memes based on this exchange, but it's still a good exchange when Palpatine says something like, have you ever heard the tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise? <laughs> and he's talking about, Anakin is, is telling him he has visions of his wife Padme dying and he wants to prevent them from happening. And that's when Palpatine tells him that about a power to even create life. And he says, can you learn? And Anakin asks him. You know, just because you're a villain doesn't mean you have to. And talk like a a jackass. Yeah, Anakin says, um, can you learn this power? And he says, not from a Jedi, right? (laughs) So, like implying that the Sith have discovered the secret to immortality. Which it sounds like they have. If he can die and transfer himself into like a clone of Snoke or a clone of his own body, then okay, I get that. But he says you can't learn it from a Jedi. Yet in the movie, two Jedi who have never done it before, never studied formally how to bring someone back to life, just stick their hand on someone who's recently dead and bring them back to life. Yeah. So, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. So, why don't you give us something positive now? Okay. Since I was just shitting on the idea of the emperor, the design for the emperor's like whatever it was, his castle, his lair was awesome. It looked like a cross between Star Wars and Blade Runner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Visually, it was, yeah, super cool. Every time it showed him talking, the lighting was really cool. Holy shit. With the lightning on either side making his face even creepier. Yeah. It was a really cool effect. Thought it was a little intense like because there's a lot of kids that see Star Wars. That must have been the warning about lights and seizures. My mom warned me (laughs) yesterday. I mean, not warned me because I have that problem. Just she saw this a sign that that, yeah, that you can have seizures because of the the flashing lights and I just realized it's because of 
with that effect on his face. Well, it was a cool, creepy effect. Like we said, there is still a lot to like about the movie, but overall, I think we we did not. Um, yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. I, I like the visual aspects of the emperor, but not the story aspects. Let's get back to bitchin'. Now, a lot of my complaint, yeah, bitching. My, a lot of my bitching has to do with like weird plot or story decisions, if that helps guide you. Okay. In fact, we just talked about one. We just talked about one. It's the first thing we talked about. The first thing we talked about. The opening crawl. Oh, the opening crawl, that itself? Well, I'll just tell you what it is. The second one I wrote down is the opening crawl says, death speaks from beyond the grave, whatever, that the emperor sent some kind of message from this place in the unknown regions called Exegol where he's been in exile. He sent a message out to the galaxy like warning them that he was coming back. Why the fuck would you do that? If you just hid for 20 years and you're about to attack them with a giant fleet, why would you send them a radio signal beforehand that you were going to come back? Nobody knew you were alive. Why would you do that? I think there could be a reason for that is that he wanted Kylo Ren to find him. Maybe so. So, that Kylo could... But he... Pull. Like, don't you think... He said he's been every voice in his head. So, he's already been directly in his head. Why the fuck would he broadcast that across the galaxy? He's lonely. Think about the last 20 years. He's you know lonely. the emperor. Think about how scary he is. He's still got to like entertain himself for 20 years. There's no books. There's no TV. No one wants to come around the boss. Would you like to stay and play Clue with me? <laughs> like, uh, I'm just dropping off. I'm just dropping off your lunch. Can I just set the tray down right here? Please come closer. I'm like, okay, I don't want to get... Strike me down in Clue. We talk, we talk about this every day. I'm not going to strike you down. I'll, I, I'm armed with a lunch <laughs> tray. Please don't shoot me with lightning. And, and he's like, would you like to watch something on Netflix? By the way, at the end, when he was almost about to take down the entire rebellion with just the lightning yeah. shooting up at the uh -huh. sky, the hell didn't he just ambush them 20 years ago and do that then? Didn't he do it after he sucked all of the force, the life force? Sucked all the what? He sucked all the force out of Kylo okay. Ren and... Sucked what out of Kylo Ren? He was sucking on them both. He sucked, them, sucked it right okay. out of them and I think maybe that's how he got the power to do that. Okay, here's a complaint I have. Okay. First of all, let me preface this by saying, of all the characters in Star Wars, Darth Vader's always been one of my favorites. You like the villains. Yeah, I do like and the villains. he is cool. Compare that, Kylo Ren, <laughs> going into this movie already, I could not stand that character. And it's not that the actor doesn't do a good job, it's just the, the writing of it. Yeah, it's Adam, just... Adam Driver does an awesome job with, what, with who that character is. But yeah, the first time you see Kylo Ren, he's wearing this really cool looking mask and his voice... Voice is cool. Adam Driver has a cool voice to begin with and then they put this Kylo Ren effect on it and it sounds scary and cool. It's bad. It's, it's a good badass character. He has kind of cool yeah. force powers right there at the beginning. He's scary and then as soon as he takes off the mask, he's a bitch. He's a bitch. By the way, so my guess on why they didn't just leave the mask on him, there's a lot of reasons. But one reason is they didn't want it to be so close to Darth Vader because every fucking thing else about The Force Awakens was an exact replica right. of the first three movies. Uh, so, they said, well, we can't have it just another Darth Vader knockoff. So, let's give him some depth. And um, anyway, so all, all that said, in this movie in particular, a few problems with Kylo Ren. One, he just inexplicably turned, I mean, I did not buy the reasons for him just turning good at the end. So, that's one. Two, what a strange choice to have him and Ren have that kiss at the end. 
for a number of reasons. One, the whole trilogy has been built around Finn. And there's even clues dropped in this film about Finn and, you know, being in love with Ryan. I have an idea about that. Okay. So, we'll come back to that. But th- that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is Ren knows that Kylo Ren or Ben is a fucking asshole who's killed thousands of people and she's still going to just kiss him? It's like French me, baby. Oh, God, I hated that. So, I'm done. Go ahead. Your complaint was specifically about Kylo Ren. And I agree, it's not on my list though. Okay. Now, one thing that you did talk about that leads into something on my list is Finn. You said it sounded like, you know, there's a point in the movie where Finn says, I never told you or never got to tell you and he doesn't get to finish that sentence. And it's, yeah. And it sounds like he's going to say like, I love you, right? Mm-hmm. But there are subtle hints throughout the movie that Finn is force sensitive. There are at least two instances I can think of where he made a bold decision off of what he said was something he just knew or something he felt. Yeah, he felt it. Yeah. There. So, you think that's what he was going to tell her? Yeah, that he is like, he can feel the force. Why is that your dying last message? Like, who gives a shit, Finn? Yeah, I know. It may not be right, but that is, that was the third thing I wrote down were the, the story threads that were started or hinted at and then just abandoned. Like, about Poe's past as a spice runner. A spice runner in the Star Wars universe is a drug smuggler. Yeah, and they didn't make that clear. I didn't have any idea what that meant. Yeah, if you're not a Star Wars person, you wouldn't have known that spice is drugs and running is smuggling. So, yeah, he has an interesting past that was hinted at. It's like if they could have done this movie over three movies instead, they could have had a storyline about like Poe Dameron's struggle to be a courageous heroic leader, but also having a past where he did maybe shitty creepy things. Mm -hmm. Then they also introduced a a past love interest for him, Carrie Russell, wearing kind of a cool costume. You probably didn't even remember who that character is because she was- She looked familiar. I couldn't pick her out. Carrie, you know the 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 actress Carrie Russell, I'm sure you Uh would recognize, but we never really saw her face. We just saw her eyes. She has a cool costume. She seemed like a cool character, but she was probably on screen for a total of like two minutes and we know nothing about her except that she's vaguely connected to Poe Dameron and she can like handle a blaster. Yeah, I'll bet you can. Yeah, so all these things that were hinted at and then abandoned because they try to cram a bunch of shit in. Okay. So, give me some other guesses what you think I had problems with. What's that guy? The guy from the old films that came back and then at the end he had that line. Yeah, so Lando's line. Yeah, Lando's, that's it. At the end of the movie, so Lando comes back because why the fuck not? And at the end of the movie, he is standing near a new character named Janna. And one of, and I mentioned this complaint just a second ago. One of the other complaints I wrote down was cool looking characters introduced, but not given any yeah, screen time. Yeah, they're pointless. So, I already, yeah. that was number five on the list. So, to go back to number eight on my list, Lando's creepy line. Uh, Lando is standing near this woman, Jana, and he says something like, oh, where are you from? No. What did she say? She says it to him. She says something, she mentioned something about not knowing where she's from. This is how it goes. First of all, this is during the celebration of taking down the Empire and they're deciding to have this fucking weird small talk in the middle of all the celebrating. And she sits down next to him and says, so where are you from? And then he says, whatever he says. And then he asks, what about you? And she says, I don't know. And I'll let you take over from here. And he says, well, how about we find out? (laughs) 
and it is very sexual. I mean, if you think Brandon is like exaggerating, she's like there is forty some... years younger than him. She was talking about how she is like an or you know without a home, and his next line sounds like he's like, "Let's lift the hood and see what kind of alien you are." <laughs> My guess for what they were going for there, it's possible they're related. And that they're going to like talk and find that out. But I think like, that, that's, but it was done in the most creepy way. It's the end of the movie. We don't know anything about this woman other than, no. well, we know she used to be a first order stormtrooper like Finn, but they laid down their weapons. They didn't want to shoot anybody. Now they've been living on the fringe. I have a problem with that too. They've been living on the fringes of society. So, okay, that's cool. But it's the end of the movie and she's laying this like, I don't know who I am. Are they trying to set it up that in future movies, she could have an adventure and Finn could try to be a Jedi and... Because I've had enough of this shit. I've had enough of these folks. Give me something totally different. Give me something that doesn't have anything to do with Jedis or Force powers or any of that shit. Basically, give me the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Does anybody else's skin crawl when Brandon says folks? You really punched the L in there. It's like... Folks. Yeah. One time it, when my wife was pregnant, it made her really sick once because of the way I pronounced milk. Oh, God. It's like it's a four-letter word and the first, you know, M and I are in size 12 font. The L is in size 48 font and then the K is in the... It's bad. Milk. Anyway, yeah, do you think we're going to see these characters again in future spinoffs? I don't know, but I hope not. The, none of the characters have any depth. If you try to describe who Finn is without saying like what he's done or what he looks like, if you describe like who he is as a person. Yeah. I got to say too, I don't know how most Star Wars fans feel about it, but for me, I'm just done with the whole Skywalker story as a whole. You know, I don't need to see Ghost Luke anymore. I don't need to see Ghost Leia. I was done with Leia after the first one of this trilogy. I don't, I'm just... Speaking of being done with her, there's a big okay. one of my complaints you could hang on before you do that give us something positive hmm. i think the guy who plays poe he's probably one of my favorites in this trilogy yeah all of the actors are talented and likable actors i would say okay so if you thought that the droids didn't get uh, as much screen time if you like the droids there's a little bit more of that although r2d2 still doesn't get much action i actually did get a kick out of c3po he yeah there's more c3po there's a new little droid that you didn't get to see very much of uh but he was cute he or she brandon jesus we kind of had a well i don't know if you can tell tell from the voice no, but we can have Lando go take a look under the hood and find out. Well, his name is Dio and it makes me think of rocker Dio who is male. <sighs> okay. So, the part I'm thinking about. Leia. Concerning Princess Leia. So, if you don't follow it that closely, Carrie Fisher died, you know, after she filmed The Last Jedi before this one. So, they wanted to stick her in the movie anyway so she didn't die off screen, which I get. They reused footage that they had cut from The Force Awakens. So, did you notice at the beginning of the film when she's talking to Rey, she's standing in almost the exact same position every time and like her, the way she's blocked in the frame is exactly the same and you can tell if knowing that, you can tell by her dialogue and Rey's dialogue that they wrote Rey's dialogue around what they had to work with in Carrie Fisher's footage. And knowing that completely took me out of the movie and 
made it extremely noticeable that like they stuck her in using what they had and I guess they did an okay job of it but it was goofy. Yeah. Her acting and reactions to what they wrote around her wasn't spot on and none of it absolutely none of it not one line uttered by Prince by General Leia in this movie sounded like anything Leia would say what didn't have no her. no that's yeah. it was just reaction stuff from the previous from one of the previous movies she didn't have anything profound or interesting or snarky or funny to say like she usually does. I don't know. Like maybe it's the best they can do with it, but it fucking sucked anyway. There was one part where she told some nameless guy to like be more optimistic. Remember? <laughs> yeah. And then he was like, that was, that was a strange, I thought like, why, why was that in there? I guess just it trying to, like just trying to give her screen time, I guess, with the footage that yeah. they had. Okay. So I've got six out of, wait, I got seven out of 12, right? Yeah. Now uh, the other first things we noticed. So the first scene is with, Kylo Ren going and he's checking out the Emperor and stuff. Right after that, you get right into Poe and Finn and Chewbacca on the Falcon and they're doing some kind of war mission stuff. But there was something that happened in the Falcon right there at the beginning and we both laughed out loud at. It happened very quick. Was it that there was some weird looking alien? There was a weird, this alien. (laughs) Who the fuck was that guy in the Falcon? (laughs) At some point, I can't even. <laughs> at some point in the beginning of the movie, during this like action sequence, Finn runs through the corridors of the Falcon on the way to the cockpit <laughs> or to get into his turret, and he runs past this alien that's orange, and he looks like a caterpillar standing up with butts <laughs> or boobs for eyes. Butts or boobs for eyes, Brandon. He has something weird for his eyes, and. Butts and Finn, They're, they were not butts. Just, just be clear. Finn runs by him and just kind of pats him on the shoulder slash back as he runs by, and then that's it. We like that thing is never shown again. It's never explained why the hell they need a slug on the Millennium Falcon for this mission. He's only seen one other time at the very end, and someone else is kind of patting him on the slug back. And that was number nine. Just who the fuck was that guy? You remember we talked recently about slug tits in some other episode from Star Wars. The Sea Hag? Or no, there was Jabba the Hutt? Jabba's. Yeah. Yeah, Jabba's. He had a wife. A lady friend. Yeah, well, we, a wife or a lady friend. You know, my guess on why they included Slug Man in this one is they got through the movie and they said, you know, for the people that love to see the weird aliens, we didn't have a ton of them. Can, can we have them run past an orange slug? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was strange. A lot of strange choices in this film. I got four complaints you haven't really tapped into yet. Now, there's two very specific and there's two very broad. Is it about characters or scenes or both? Two are about scenes. Those are the two that are specific. And the other two are more broad. Uh, One is more broadly about the film itself. And then seven is about the, uh, well, let me just tell you what they are. Okay. Number six on my list was the, the frantic pace and shift in tone from like minute to minute. It kind of reminded me of Batman versus Superman that is another movie that felt like it should have been two or three movies, but instead they try to do all in one and you end up getting a whole bunch of like, this happened and then this happens and this happens and then this happened and it's all crammed together. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes you have something that's like, you know, a sweet close intimate scene between two romantic interests and then the next thing you have like 
running from a, a monster and patting a space slug. It was all over the place the entire time. It was kind of relentless. It doesn't all have to be so frantically paced. It just made it feel even more like it was like they tried to cram a trilogy into one movie. This trilogy since the Disney purchase have been action and nostalgia first and second. And then way down as a lower priority is like compelling story, compelling character. Right. The strength of the original three films was the characters, in my opinion. Yes. That's why nobody wants to buy a Poe or Finn or Rey or even Kylo Ren action figure. It's just an image. It's just a visual. They don't mean anything. Yeah. An action figure of Han Solo is this dude with swagger. He's got luck. Hell of an ass on him too. He makes mistakes all the time but he somehow like squeaks by in the end. He's more than just an image. Same thing with Luke. Same thing with Leia. They're they're more than just an image and I feel like Finn, Poe, and Rey. Rey is just the empty character. Like I... I can't... I like, mean, they try to give her depth with like her parents but it's something about it. It's just really hard to care. Like... Because it's almost like an afterthought. Yeah, it's like I, I can't think of words to describe her. I guess maybe plucky. She... In love with serial killers? <laughs> she... Yeah, like she's strong. She's strong, fearless maybe. Oh, she's got fear. Like, that's why it's so hard to... Like, if I asked... You're not... You're a casual Star Wars fan. Yeah. Can you describe Luke Skywalker in a couple words? He is... I would call him fearless, right? He's a loyal friend. Loyal friend. He is... Well, in the first movies, he's a little bit emo. He kind of whines. He is quick to be frustrated. He's quick to throw in the towel and get discouraged. That's true. But he has very set definite goals. He wants to be a Jedi. He wants to save his friends and there's nothing that will like get in his way from doing this. He wants to make out with his sister. <laughs> yeah. Similarly with Leia, you can say she's a wise ass. She's funny. She's a great leader. She is... She's not a traditional princess. Right. She's a strong woman, uh, but she is vulnerable when she's with Han. Anyway, yeah, they're complex, interesting characters that you can describe You can describe their personality. I can't do that with any of these sequel characters, except for Kylo Ren. But in a bad way. <laughs> and it's like, because he's a bitch. You know, it's not that villains can't have depth, but for me, a lot of his big changes, they weren't explained. Like, why does he suddenly care about his... Also, I don't understand, what is the appeal of ruling the galaxy? If you're already supreme leader of the First Order, what is it that you still need out of the whole galaxy? Well, you can ask that to all of history's, you know. What do you get when you control the whole galaxy? If you are able to beat death, I'm thinking of the emperor now. If you're able to cheat death, why do you care if you have all the money and power on the galaxy? Like, you can live forever. Who gives a shit? Think of all the tail you can get though, bro. He doesn't seem interested in tail. His, yeah, you're right. If he has a dick, it's <sighs> the rise of Skywalker. It's definitely- Shoots lightning. Necrotic. Oh my God. So, to get back to the complaints, I got a broader one. Would you rather have a sexual affair uh -huh. with the Emperor uh -huh. or Yoda? Yeah, uh, Yoda. Why? Uh, because he's nice. Personality means a lot. <laughs> but sometimes it's good to be a little mean in the bedroom, am I right? <sighs> Not with lightning. <laughs> <laughs> he can... He can uh... Neither one of them are very easy on the eyes, but the... <laughs> But the emperor had like milky white <laughs> spaces where his pupils ought to have been. Yeah, so he can't see when you... Uh, Look. You can... Okay. 
All right. Why don't we well, move let me, on? Let me not, me another... I must save my broad one for last. Okay. So, two very specific ones. One I think you might recognize. So, the emperor has been hiding out in the unknown regions on Exegol, right, for like 20 years, building this huge fleet of ships that have planet-destroying weapons on them, red-colored Sith stormtroopers, and people to man all these ships. Yeah. Even when he was in his lair, you know, when he's on his throne and you could hear all that chanting, it looked like there were thousands of some of like Sith monks or acolytes surrounding him and chanting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I couldn't tell if they were supposed to be like ghosts or- Who the fuck were all the- Where the fuck did all those people come from? He had enough people to build and populate a whole fleet in the unknown regions for 20 years and no one knew about it. Yeah, where'd they come from? Where did they come from? This, so, he had his, basically his own society for 20 years. Unless everyone entered there young and then became old, people were born and raised in the unknown regions. No. In the final order military unit. Where the- Details don't matter, bro. I'm so confused. Where did all these people come from? My interpretation when I first saw it is that they were like Siths from all time the past. You know what I mean? They weren't born there, but I, I don't know. Another one's very specific and you may not know about this. You may not, I don't know. This is a little bit in the weeds as they say. The first time we see Finn and Poe and Chewbacca in the Millennium Falcon hanging out with the orange space slug, they encounter a bunch of TIE fighters that are chasing them and shooting them. And do you remember how they got away? No. Something called light skipping where oh, okay, yeah. they were blindly jumping in and out of hyperspace. But do you remember every time they came out of hyperspace, the TIE fighters were right behind them? Yeah. Well, in the last movie, it was a huge fucking plot point that the Empire was able to track them through hyperspace and they must have had some yeah. incredible technology to do that. But in the next movie, not only does every TIE fighter have a hyperdrive, which in the original trilogy, TIE fighters didn't have hyperdrives. That's why it was odd for a TIE fighter to be out in Alderaan space on its own. Not only do they have hyperdrives, but they can also track other ships through hyperspace. It's another thing where they're just like, this will look cool in the movie and then somebody probably brought that up and they're like, ah, fuck it. Doesn't, I think Finn even says like, how do you know how to do that or something? He's like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, it's... Also, in the, in the original trilogy, Han says, you can't just go jumping to light speed. You could run into something, go through an asteroid field or a planet and that would end your trip pretty quick, wouldn't it? <laughs> It's exactly how he says it. You have to have, that is what makes the Millennium Falcon such a special ship is that its supercomputer is able to better navigate and better calculate routes through hyperspace, part of what makes it faster, faster than any other ship in the galaxy. But now all that shit's thrown out. You can just go into hyperspace whenever the fuck you want. And also, by the way, every time you come out of hyperspace, you just magically be in like a populated planet environment and not in the middle of space somewhere. Well, Brandon, can't you forgive all that? Because they gave you all the cool nostalgia stuff. You got Luke, you got the Emperor coming back. Hey, by the way, you know how in Star Wars, uh, you can just like go to any planet you want at any time and land there? Yeah. Don't you think all these planets would have like an air force monitoring the skies like we do on Earth? So, you, you can't come in here right now or identify yeah. yourself. Right, right. Or you can't land there. You need to go over here to land. Or like in Spaceballs, they've got a, they've got glass around the entire planet and there's a window that opens. 
Yeah. All right. My last complaint, and this is the biggest one. Before you give your biggest complaint, give us something good. Give a little sweet before the sour. Yeah. I'll tell you what I, let me think for a minute and I'll tell you the things I liked best. I'll give you all the things I liked about the movie. I liked that when Kylo Ren came back as Ben Solo, mm-hmm. Adam Driver was able to, he didn't have any lines, which is weird. Is this at the very end or? Yeah, at the very end when he shows up to like help Ray, and at first he doesn't have a weapon and then she somehow slips him a lightsaber. The way he moves and his physicality, his facial expressions, he acts like a different person and he acts like the son of Han Solo and Princess Leia. It's unfortunate he didn't have any lines then but it was a really cool acting job that in his physical performance, you could see a difference between Ben Solo and Kylo Ren. Why did she save Kylo Ren, by the way? Remember when she stabbed him? That's when his change happened. Yeah. Right before he talked to Han Solo. I don't think it was her goal to kill or even neutralize him. But he's like the primary enemy. I know. Other than the Emperor. I, I know. I mean, I know it all worked out, but it just seems like an odd choice that she would have done that. Well, more positive. He got stabbed. He got all the force life sucked out of him. He got thrown down a pit and then he shot the rest of his force life into her and died. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, no more, com- no complaints right now going on the positives. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. A lot of good alien critters. Hmm. Oh, now I'm digging. Yeah, I can't really think of anything. I mean, I didn't even love some of the fight scenes. That made me bored with lightsabers. Yeah. God damn it. What? I'm trying to be positive. Did you like the end? The very last scene, how she said her name, you know, she's Skywalker. I didn't mind it. I don't know that I loved it. It was really weird when she buried, when she buried those two lightsabers. Why did she have to like do it with the force? Like, why does everything have to, like, she's out there, she came all the way to the desert. Can you not just take a little shovel and dig in the dirt a little bit and put them in there with if your you hands? If you had the fours, you'd be using it left and right, asshole. Don't act like you wouldn't. Well. You'd, your life would be so much easier with the fours. I guess. Think about all the shit you could do with the fours. Why would this random don't... old woman come by and demand to know your last name? <laughs> That'd be great. The old woman comes by and she says, what's your name? She says, Ray. She goes, Ray, what? She goes, fuck off. And then that's... That's the credits. What do you think the future of the Star Wars films are? I honestly have no idea. I hope that they do something... Just a complete reset. Yeah, don't do anything with with Skywalkers and don't do anything... I would like it if they did something in like the Old Republic or... I guess maybe don't go in the future. Like, I think the Mandalorian is perfectly set. It's set between two eras that we know of. So, some things look familiar, some things look new. It's got the ability to tie into existing lore as much as they want to, but it can also stay outside of that. It can establish new lore. And it's done in a format where they don't have to tell a story that progresses the plot every week. They can stop or take a sidetrack on some weeks and do a story that specifically advances characters. Mm-hmm. I hope they do more stuff. If they make more movies, I hope they're not set. If they make more movies, really? You think they're not going to make more movies? I mean, if they make another trilogy or whatever, I hope they set it just completely outside of this stuff. But I guess I, I what I'm curious to know is if, if they do a new Star Wars trilogy or just a film, it seems unlikely that they would just have like a completely new story, completely new characters. I think they'd probably follow somebody that we know already. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so who could that be? Finn. Poe. If it's going to be anybody from the sequel trilogy, Mm -hmm. I would want it to be Finn because he has an interesting history of growing up as a brainwashed First Order Stormtrooper. Oh, that's what I was going to say earlier is, you know, Finn and then the the lady we meet in this film, I forget her name, the one that got the creepy line from, yeah. She was a stormtrooper too and she said they all laid down their weapons because they wouldn't harm some city or something. Uh-huh. Wouldn't you think they would have no moral code? They were taken as children. They can't even remember anything before this. It's all they know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's some kind of failure of the Empire's uh, indoctrination program. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I but mean... It's, but something interesting to explore. They could explore, you know, what nature versus nurture or what is it about Finn that inherently made, makes him choose good uh, or made him uh, overcome the indoctrination. Because he has the force, probably. Right. And then also the idea that he could learn to... We've never seen in a movie someone like really take a slow time learning and training uh, to be a Jedi. It's always like Anakin Skywalker, oh, he's too old to be trained. We'll try to do it anyway, even though he's too old. And Luke, oh, he's 19 years old. And he's going to go fight Darth Vader within the next week. Uh, let's have him do backflips off of trees and lift some rocks and that'll make him a Jedi. Or in this one, oh, Rey's like in her early 20s. Within a couple years, let's make sure that she can take out and defeat the the nearly immortal Sith Lord Emperor. Maybe show the full training series of a Jedi. Start with someone who's a young Padawan and go all the way to where they achieve a rank as Jedi Knight or even Jedi Master and show all the trials and tribulations that it takes to get there. I know they did that in the Clone Wars animated show, but I'd like to see that in live action. By the way, how do we know the Emperor is not just going to come back again? <laughs> like, well, that's the problem with all duh, this. Is like... He got hit with lightning this time. All right, you have one complaint left, right? One overall complaint and it's about the sequel trilogy. Now that the okay. sequel trilogy story has wrapped up, my complaint is that it negates key parts of the original trilogy that makes that story impactful. Specifically, it totally strips away Luke's defeat of the Emperor, his personal defeat over evil, worthless. Because mm-hmm. the next time you see him, he's despondent he seems convinced that the Jedi have no place in the galaxy and doesn't seem to care if this great evil grows and makes others suffer. And then the Emperor comes back anyway. Yeah. What was the point of killing him? And not just the Emperor, but the Empire. I well, mean, that it's was a different the next name, point. But it also negates yeah. the rebels' defeat of the Empire. With a new Death Star. So it has to be in <laughs> like... It was the rebels and the Empire and then they just rebooted that into the Resistance and the First Order. Like... Why couldn't they make where the Republic was the powerful one and there was this small guerrilla sect, not gorilla, guerrilla sect of Sith troopers that were coming in and fucking shit up and they're, it's like, uh, it could have been Star Wars Vietnam instead of Star Wars World War II. Mm-hmm. It wow. negated the whole storyline of Anakin bringing balance to the Force. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure the prophecy of bringing balance to the force was when Anakin Skywalker threw the Emperor down the shaft in the second Death Star and destroyed him. I thought that was when he brought balance to the force because evil reigned before then. And then the last thing was, this is more of a complaint about the Force Awakens, but it's something that wasn't cleared up or fixed by uh, the, the rise of Skywalker, is that 
my favorite character from the original trilogy, Han Solo, goes from kind of he goes from a smuggler and a little bit of a con man in Star Wars A New Hope to being someone that the rebels and Luke and Leia can rely on, a friend, to an even bigger hero and martyr in Empire Strikes Back and then is promoted all the way to general in Return of the Jedi and ends up with Leia, the love of his life. And then the next time you see him, he's lost everything and he's back to just being a smuggler and scraping to get by. It stripped every great thing that happened to him and left him, they, and they completely glossed over that. They made it seem like that was what he wanted to do. Yeah. So, yeah, after gaining all those things, after gaining love and success and friends and inspiring a galaxy, he's like, nah, I'd rather like rip off gangs and bikers and stuff and haul dangerous beasts around to pay off gambling debts. Yeah. And it's like we talked about at the theater last night. Imagine the Star Wars universe, but with a Game of Thrones quality writing team. Except for the last season. Except for the last season, right. But like, there's no reason Star Wars has to be so hokey and full of plot holes, but, and disrespectful to the, like they do all this fan service stuff in this new trilogy, but it also, like you said, negates the decades of story building that were done in prior films. So, it really feels like it was made for people who like Star Wars, but don't like love it. Like when they show the Millennium Falcon in The Rise of Skywalker and it does the, it does the sound, you know, the music for it. I think people who like Star Wars get excited for it. People who love it paying really close attention and they're like, some of this hasn't made sense, so I can't be excited right now. Right. Overall, not my, it was not my bag. No. I had more problems with it, the more cons than, than good. I, I really despised this sequel trilogy. Force Awakens pissed me off. Last Jedi was my least favorite Star Wars film until this one. That's, that's my thing with Star Wars, man. There's more bad movies than good in my opinion. There are. I think it's just the nostalgia, loyalty, fandom to those original three are still keeping everyone hanging on because the prequel trilogy also sucks for the most part. Revenge of the Sith was okay. I think people just keep hanging on hoping that it'll return to how good it was originally. To put a pin in this, a positive pin at the end of this episode. Hashtag positive pin. Here's your positive pin. Mandalorian doesn't suck. No, and you can hear Brandon's reviews and predictions for The Mandalorian at patreon.com slash tennis pod. That's that. That's that. Well, that was fun. What a way to kick off 2020. We will be back next week with episode 70. I have the list that week and we'll have a little more of a traditional list. Whatever. This was fun though. I mean, it was good to get this off our chest. It was good to air our grievances. This was our Festivus. This was our Festivus. Hopefully, we didn't piss off the Star Wars loyalists, but they should know you are as big a fan of Star Wars as anyone. So, these are... Yeah, I still still love Star Wars a lot. I'm not like... (laughs) It's mad. Like, people get mad at like J.J. Abrams. Like, fuck that guy. I hate his face. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I don't like the movie he made, but, you know, he probably wouldn't like a lot of the shit that I've been to. Hate his face, but love his butt. Am I right, guys? Appreciate you listening. We'll be back next week. If you want to chat with us in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Nick underscore E-M-E-L. Brandon is at... Sidekick Host. And you can also follow us at Tennis Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I guess that's that. That's that. Welcome to 2020. All right. Bye.